Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for You know, friends, put yourself in God's possession for a minute. Let's say you do everything for your children. You give them a house to sleep in. You give them a nice home. You provide for them. You give them everything, and then they turn on you and they leave. Are you not a little upset about that? That's where God is with it. I think about this, and I realize I don't want to provoke God's anger any more than I already have, okay? I've already got a past life before Christ, before I got saved. I did a lot of dumb things. I don't want to make him any angrier than I've already done. These guys here in the book of Jeremiah, they would not listen to Jeremiah. They would not listen to the call to repent and turn around. Jeremiah was just, you know, he was just the guy that was just trying to warn them. Friends, I want you to realize I'm the same. I'm just like Jeremiah. I'm just trying to warn you that there's some things we need to turn around from. Jeremiah 44 and 26. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. All Judah who dwell in the land of Egypt, behold, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, The Lord God lives. Behold, I will watch over them for adversity and not for good. And all the men of Judah who are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by famine, until there is an end to them. Friends, God does this, and God said he would cause them to die by the very trouble that they were calling on Ishtar to save them from. He said, you're going to die by the sword and by famine. They said, oh, no, 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 Ishtar is going to get us out of this. Ishtar will save us. God says, no, you're going to go down by the very thing you're scared of. Ishtar could not save them because Ishtar does not exist. The queen of heaven is not real. And because the Lord God alone holds the power of life, it is the Lord God alone who decided how they should suffer for their unwillingness to repent and come back. Jeremiah 44 and 28. Yet a small number who escaped the sword shall return from the land of Egypt to the land of Judah. And all the remnant of Judah who have gone to the land of Egypt to dwell there, shall know whose words will stand, mine or theirs. Okay, these people actually fiercely argued with God about Ishtar, the queen of heaven. No, 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 no. no. We're going to go to the queen of heaven. God says, you need to turn back to me. Well, we're not listening. We're going to do what we said we're going to do. Our husband said we could. We're going to Our kings did it. We've always done it. That's the way it's going to be. There's that stuck on corrosion tradition that won't buzz off. But God told him, you're going to find out the hard way. You're going to find out whose way is right, mine or yours. Friends, it's so much easier for us to just hear the word of God and repent of wicked traditions. 
I know some of you are struggling with some of the things you're hearing today, and you just don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. What's going to happen to the people that we're reading here in Jeremiah? They're going to go down for it. It's going to be troubling. God said, you're going to find out whose way is right. Mine or yours. It's so much easier for us to just hear God's way and say, okay, Lord, I'm sorry, and just bow the knee and say, forgive me, I'm sorry. So much easier. You don't have to find out the hard way like they're going to do in Jeremiah 44. And while we're here, I want you to see that God said he would preserve a remnant of Judah. He was still working to keep the Davidic covenant, to keep someone on the tribe from the tribe of Judah that would one day sit down on that, that throne there from the line of Judah, from David's line. And who's that person going to be? That's going to be Jesus of the tribe of Judah, our Passover lamb. Isn't that great? God was keeping his promise despite the fact that he had to execute judgment. God can execute judgment and keep promise of covenant at the exact same time. Also, these people in this old tradition, Ishtar, they were teaching their kids to search for the first fruits of their crops. We want our crops to grow again. Where's Ishtar? Where's our first fruits of the season? They were teaching them to look, to look, to search, to go find it, to go find fertility. And friends, this is where the tradition of bunnies and searching for Easter eggs comes from. It is a Babylonian tradition that was designed to teach their children to look for symbols of fertility without looking for it to come from the Lord God. Friends, the Lord is your provider, not the queen of heaven, not a bunny, not eggs, not anything else. Friends, why do we take bunnies and eggs and tell our children, go look for the Ishtar eggs, go look for the Easter eggs, a Babylonian tradition, Go search for those symbols of fertility and then tell our children, but it's for the Lord. How do we do that? How did Aaron put up a golden calf and say, but it's for the Lord? How do we do that to our, why do we do that to our children? Well, it's just tradition, right? Yes. And tradition has caused you to not even know what Passover is. That's the all encompassing problem that I'm talking about here. Gentile Christians, mostly for the most part. have forgotten God's word, and it profanes your worship. It taints it. I want you to see where resurrection comes from. Who resurrects? It's the Lord. I want to show you. Job 33 and 4. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. And John fourteen six, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and what? The life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Friends, life is from the Lord. It's from him only. He will not share his glory or his worship with anyone else. And the last thing I ever want to do, especially during Passover, the holiday that the Lord God asked us to keep, the last thing I want to do is to inject a religious bias that profanes the true sacrifice that God provided for me through Jesus Christ, while at the same time, in doing this, nullifying the word of God through a bad tradition. Friends, as a believer, I just can't do this anymore. I I can't do it. I grew up with it. I understand it. I'm Gentile as anybody gets. I had all that stuff when I was coming up. I can't do it. Now that I know what the word of God says, I can't do it anymore. I do not want to be like these people in Jeremiah 44 that told God, no, I don't want to do that. I want to say, Lord God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'll turn around. Yes, let's do it your way. I don't want to find out the hard way. 
Friends, whenever tradition gets in the way, and tradition can be wonderful. I've seen incredible traditions. I've been to other countries and see traditional differences of how people dress, dancing, things they do. Tradition can be fascinating. But when it gets in the way of the Lord God, when it gets in the way of our worship, you need to grind it off. Ishtar was thought to bring life back to the land when people saw vegetation produce again. And so you can see why Easter was conveniently timed, not only right over the top of Passover, but also in early spring, right when all our grass and our trees and crops start leafing back up and all the weeds shoot up in your yard that you got to go weeding them down. Everything starts popping back up again. All the fertility grows again. The first fruits are starting to produce again. And I want you to remember why I that I said that, first fruits. And this holiday, Easter, it is actually covering up Passover from the Gentiles' view. They don't even see it anymore. You bring up Passover to typical, the majority of Gentiles, they don't have any idea what you're talking about when you talk about Passover. It's still the sin of Jeroboam getting in the way. Now, if you're still not buying the whole Ishtar story, then friend, at least tell me why you don't know what Passover is. Can you at least give me that much? At least admit something got in the way of you really knowing what Passover is. How many of you Gentiles out there have never participated in a Passover celebration? How many of you have never done it? Well, I'm asking the question, why? Why don't you know? It's in the Bible. Jesus Christ is your Passover lamb, is he not? And you don't know what Passover is? Therein lies the problem. So in my study, I found multiple sources that claim from Ishtar folklore that Ishtar commands her followers the following quote, Play for me that the dead may rise up. Play for me that the dead may rise up. Are you kidding? In other words, worship me so that I will raise you back to life. Now, Ray, this is all about the resurrection. That's what I'm trying to get into, resurrection. But I got to grind off the rust that somebody else is trying to steal that glory from God. Can you see how Ishtar, Easter, has been devised to directly replace our view of Father God who raised Jesus from the dead, who offers to raise you up too? Friends, do you see the problem? Well, Ray, that's just a made-up story here, this this whole, you know, uh, this Ishtar thing. No, it's not. I showed you in Jeremiah 44, the people said, we're dying. Our food is gone. Children, fertility, we need life to rise up, and we're not coming to the Lord for it. We want Ishtar to do it. The Queen of Heaven does it. We don't trust in the Lord anymore. They forgot about God, and they would not turn back to him, even when God sent somebody to warn them. Friends, I'm just here to warn you. That's all. If you think Ishtar is just a made-up story, Queen of Heaven, is Jeremiah 44 a made-up story? Am I making this up, or is this written? And I'll tell you right now, the dead will never rise up at the command of anyone except at the command of the Lord God of Israel. Ezekiel 37, 13. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. Friends, we have read that Jesus Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Let's not taint that altar of sacrifice. Let's not taint and pollute and profane that sacrifice. When the Israelites were slaves to Egypt, God told them to kill a lamb, eat it, burn it, and put the blood of the lamb over the doorposts and over their windows. 
because God was going to send judgment into Egypt and kill all the firstborn. But whenever he saw the blood of the lamb, he promised to pass over, pass over that house and spare all those who were under the blood of the lamb. Friends, we need to get under the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, not under the blood of a bunny, under the blood of the lamb, our perfect sacrifice, Jesus Christ, because God is sending judgment against our sin. It's He's very angry about it, very wrathful, and in order for his wrath to pass over, Gentile, hear me, I said Passover, in order for his wrath to pass over you, then you have got to believe and get under the blood of Jesus Christ, but you've got to repent of what you're doing first. Your sins, you've got to repent of that first before you can get under the blood of Christ. Do not profane the altar. Do not corrupt the death sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, what he has done to save you. Matthew twenty seven fifty, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Friends, did you know that the resurrection story, it wasn't only Jesus that rose again. A lot of people that had died rose also, and they went and told people the gospel story, that they needed to get right with the Lord. Can you imagine, you know, you're in the, living in this day, and Uncle Bob has been dead for a while, but all of a sudden, Uncle Bob crawls out of his grave, and he comes in the house and says, you need to get right with the Lord, friends. You need to get right with Jesus. He's the Messiah. <laughs> what would that do to you? I'm telling you, that is how you spread a gospel story right there, is to get a bunch of dead people to go tell it. Well, friends, we have to realize that it is the Lord God who raises people from the dead. Only he can give life and save his people from destruction. Matthew 28 and 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothes as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as he went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Friends, Jesus rose again. <laughs> and it says they worshipped Jesus. They worshipped him. Who did they worship? They worshiped Jesus. They did not worship all the other people that rose from the dead also. No, only Jesus got this glory. Only Father God was glorified in this. They worshiped Jesus because he will not share 
his glory, nor his worship with anyone else or anything else we try to profane his sacrifice with. We've got to keep it pure. I went to the tomb of Jesus, and in that tomb, there's a sign that's been hung there that says, He is not here, for He is risen. 1 Corinthians 6.14 And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by His power. Friends, that is the resurrection of Jesus. That's the gospel message, and that since He was raised up, we can be raised up too, along with Him. But you will only be raised up with him if you will also die with him. This is repentance. This is what the people in Jeremiah would not turn. They said, no, we will not listen to you. We're going to do things our way. We've always done it. My husband said I could do it. Our kings told us, everybody, this is the way we've always done it. We're not turning. Friends, if you want to be saved with Jesus, you got to turn. you got to stop doing things your way, the way I've always done it. Well, mom and dad always told me to do it this way. You've got to do it the Lord's way. You've got to turn, which means you have to die to yourself first. Remember, Mr. T said, there can't be a resurrection until there's first a crucifixion. Romans 6, 5, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is so good. You know, friends, Jesus could not be raised up again until he died first. You have to die to your old life before you can be raised with him. You've got your old life as it is. The sinful things that you're doing that you know are wrong, you've got a million justifications for it that works for you, but they don't work for God. You've got to leave all that. You've got to die to yourself. You've got to get right with the Lord and do things his way, or else you can't be raised. Before a resurrection, there must be a crucifixion, and we have been crucified with him. And so I'm going to say the same thing that the angel said to the women, go quickly and tell others that Jesus is risen from the dead. Friends, as believers, that's what we're supposed to do. You need to be telling people that Jesus is risen from the dead. What does that mean, Ray? It means that if he has been raised up from the dead, you can be raised up from the dead, but you've got to die first. Go tell people that what you're doing is sinful. You've got to stop and do things God's way. You've got to turn and repent and then you can be saved. That's what he meant when he said, go tell people Jesus is raised from the dead. That's our victory. If you remember, though, the worshipers of Ishtar, queen of heaven, they were looking for food. They were looking for life. Their crops were dying. They wanted it all to come back. They looked for fertility so that they could have their first fruits come back. They wanted their first fruits of the season again. Well, friends, they were looking for the wrong kind of first fruits. 
1 Corinthians 15.20. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. That means that of all those who have died, Jesus Christ is the first one to rise up. And so because he rose first, now everybody else can rise up with him. He is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. You remember the Israelites in Jeremiah 44? They said, we lack everything and we're dying. We're, lo- we're losing everything. Friends, you have to lose everything if you want to be saved in Jesus. You can't have everything you used to have and be saved. You've got to lose it all. You've got to die and be crucified. And so these people in Jeremiah, they worshiped a false god because they were trying to gain material firstfruits. They were thinking of their crops out there in the fields. They were thinking of the first fruits of money and all these physical material things. Friends, Jesus is our spiritual first fruits. We need to look to Jesus, not the false gods of materialism. The false gods cannot save you, but Jesus can. Jesus said in John 6:40, and this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will, I will raise him up at the last day. Friends, if you want to be raised up at the last day, when it's all done and over with, if you want to be raised up to life, because Jesus, our Passover lamb, was our first fruit. He was the first one to do it. Now you can do it too. You can be raised up as well, but you've got to turn and come to Jesus. You got to have your old self crucified. You got to let go of your old life and then you can be saved. Now, I know this was a tough message to hear, and I know that some of you are going to go off with uh, some mixed up feelings about it, but I want to tell you real quick what this message does not mean. If a friend of yours or a beloved family member asks you to go to an Easter celebration, do not stick your nose up in the air and go, no, Pastor Ray said, blah, 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 and misquote me the things I didn't say. I want you to go and attend. If they ask you to an Easter barbecue or uh, a get-together, go, have fun, have a good time, make memories. But while you're there, tell them about the Passover lamb. Don't, Don't be a stick in the mud and go, no, I'm not doing that. Go, have a good time. Please do it. Just tell them about the Passover lamb. Tell them about the Jesus Passover lamb that they need to know about, the Passover they forgot. If you want to receive Jesus today so that God's wrath will pass over you, you're you're afraid now, that's good. (laughs) Lord God, I don't want your wrath to hit me. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Give me a new life, Lord God, and I thank you. I give you my life. Who I was and what I used to be is gone. I now follow you. I will do things your way, Lord God. Thank you for coming to save me. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I accept your free gift of eternal life. Amen. If you just gave your life to Jesus, I want to hear about it. Go to setforliferadio.com, drop me a line, and tell me it would be of great encouragement to me. Thank you for supporting us on our radio ministry here. We appreciate it. And I always want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. 
Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.